Companies have so many questions about planning right now. Most organizations have not seen this magnitude of uncertainty at any point in their history. There are a number of topics we could and will cover about successful strategic planning, but today we'd like to focus in on one of the key tools often used in the planning process, the management retreat. Welcome to Right in the Middle Market, a podcast about pragmatic perspectives on running, growing, and selling your business. We talk about the challenges, decisions, and most importantly, the actions business owners can take to create long-term value in their companies. Today, I'm delighted to talk with Stephanie Chambliss-Gaffin, managing partner of the Gaffin Group, to explore this issue. To kick us off, Along with most other in-person events, I'm guessing that most management retreats have been canceled these past few months. What are you seeing? You know, companies have retreats typically planned at different points in the year. There's often a regular cadence. Some do theirs in the spring, some do them in the fall. It's often tied to their budgeting process or to whenever their fiscal year is beginning or other natural rhythms in the business that they're in. So. If anybody who had something planned in the late spring or quite frankly any time in the summer went ahead and canceled it. And I think especially in those early weeks when we had no idea what was happening and you may remember there was a time when we thought this might be just a few weeks that we were shutting everything down. So at that point to say, well, let's just kick it out a few weeks and surely by July we'll be able to get together this summer. Now. I think it's been long enough that people are, from what I'm hearing, still nervous to plan in-person events, still nervous about getting together regularly. So they're starting to say, gosh, we need to come up with a different option. Can we hold it virtually? Should we cancel it altogether? But we certainly can't proceed the way that we originally planned. Let me pick up on that last point. Is this a great chance to get rid of the habit of a boondoggle or is there, or is there still value to be had? You know, I think there are many different experiences that people have had with management retreats over the years. And certainly in some organizations, it can be perceived as or can actually just be, you know, a chance to get away and, and not really accomplish much business. But fundamentally, for the retreats that are well done, well planned, and really add value, the two biggest reasons that I consistently hear and that I work with my clients on to have a management retreat, number one is relationship building. That can be a phrase that's easy to, tr- to throw around, but it does matter when you are trying to work through business issues, the stronger the relationships between the people on your team, the easier it is to navigate those issues that inevitably come up throughout the course of business. The second piece and second reason to have a retreat is to create the space for deeper dialogue and discussion about more complex topics. These are the things that, you know, allocating 20 minutes on the weekly hour long agenda of the management team, you're just never going to get to the depth of, should we enter a new product? What's happening with disruption that we're seeing from a competitor or those types of issues that really do require deeper thought and deeper interaction when you want to get a lot of people involved and and come out of it the other side with a unified perspective and an agreement on action. I would argue both of those needs, the relationship and the need for deeper dialogue, are still very critical 
you know I hate the phrase now more than ever, but it, it does apply a little bit here to say in a time when each of the individuals are stressed because of what's happening in the world, what may be happening in their personal lives, and we have this degree of change in the environment, there certainly are a lot of tough t- topics to be talking about. So I would agree, I, I, or I guess I would argue that the need is still very much there. We just have to figure out a different way to go about it. Are, are retreats just for big companies? Companies of all sizes need to have their management teams aligned around key issues. It doesn't necessarily have to be a retreat that gets you there, but any well-run company has some kind of a forum that they use, some mechanism, a place that they're getting together the key people in leadership roles across the organization to talk about important issues, sometimes tough issues that are facing the, the, the organization. They need a chance to be able to get input, to be able to debate things back and forth, hopefully in a very healthy way. And then what I always am most focused on is determining what is that course of action? What are we going to do about it and come out of it with everyone, maybe not in 100% agreement about the topic, but in agreement on a course of action? I think the other thing that I would say is, again, back to my point about relationships, they do matter and they take intentional care and feeding. So it doesn't have to be a retreat, but there needs to be some kind of a function, no matter the size of the organization, to be able to establish connection. I think over the past several years, we've seen this to be very true always between and among cross-functional teams, but also in increasingly geographically distributed teams. When you look at what's happening right now in the way that many companies are having to operate with some of them for the first time not being physically together in the same environment, they do need a mechanism to be able to make sure that they're coming together and keeping those relationships among leaders in the organization very strong. Okay, so where do we start? Well, I think part of this depends on where you've been. The first thing that I would say is if you have had retreats in the past, and if you had a good discipline around them, certainly a best practice, of having clear objectives going into those events, then you are already way, well on your way. And you can start with revisiting those objectives. What was it that you wanted to achieve? Hopefully they were specific, they were tangible. And I always find that when you write those down, it starts to be able to clarify thinking and actually open up creativity around, well, gosh, given the new constraints that we have, how else could we start to achieve those? You also want to revisit those objectives and say, what's different now? What new gaps are you seeing based on the way your company needs to operate in this current environment? And are there different things that you might need to achieve? For those companies that maybe haven't been as disciplined about objectives in the past or haven't done retreats in the past, again, starting with those objectives, really think about, gosh, if I could put my leadership team together in a room for two days or for a day, again, not that that's what you can do right now, but start with that mental construct, what would you want to get out of it? What would be most important? Another way to think about it is to think about what is it that you're missing in the way that you're operating compared to the time when we all had the opportunity to be physically together in a much more frequent way what are the gaps that you're finding where is the organization struggling for that lack of more casual and unstructured interaction 
that can help you to guide the objectives. The final thing that I'll say on this point is I think it's really important to prioritize. It is so easy. It's actually pretty easy to come up with objectives. So easy, in fact, that you may end up with a laundry list of them, and then you, you won't actually be able to achieve it. So it's not only coming up with the objectives, but then prioritizing down to what are the most important things you really want to achieve. Okay, we'll be right back with more of Stephanie chambliss and talking about, about that planning retreat. Very good topic today. We'll be right back after this message. Right in the Middle Market is brought to you by The Gaffin Group, a full-service business consulting firm. The Gaffin Group works closely with middle market companies tackling the big challenges of today's environment and capturing the value-enhancing growth opportunities of tomorrow. Too often, dogma, platitudes, or wish lists get confused with strategy. Then, it's no small wonder that execution can be muddled. The Gaffin Group principals work closely with company boards, executives, and their teams to seek pragmatic, tangible results. They provide comprehensive advisory services across strategic, financial, operational, and merger and acquisition capabilities, all framed by the fundamental belief that real strategy drives real results. The Gaffin Group is focused on delivering robust, practical insights and fact-based pragmatic solutions. Their services are designed to support their clients' profitable growth and sustainable long-term value creation. Go to gaffingroup.com to learn more about how the Gaffin Group can help you and your company. So welcome back. We're talking with Stephanie Chambliss-Gaffin about that planning retreat. Great topic. Um, Question for you, are are organizations approaching the actual retreat differently or is it pretty much the same and just now all on Zoom? So if you think about the retreats that we had before, even the ones that weren't as clear about objectives, at some level, especially in organizations with groups that got along pretty well, you could kind of just throw everybody in a room and at some level trust that the right conversations were, you know, were going to take place. Again, not that that was a best practice, but there was some element of that. I think what we're seeing now is that there, there has to be a much greater discipline in planning. You have to know what it is that you want to achieve and really think about how you're going to get there. I think the second thing I would say is we're seeing differences in schedule and structure. An all-day meeting and a retreat is one thing, but there you're able to read the energy in the room. You're able to feed off each other. uh, People can get up and walk around. We've all heard about Zoom fatigue at this point, and it's very real. And so what I'm finding is most people will cap out at about two, maybe three hours at a stint with some breaks in between, no matter how great the content is. I think you also have to recognize that people may not be able to break away from their personal responsibilities as easy, easily as they could in other times. Before, it was easier to say that you know, make your arrangements around personal responsibilities or family, you're going to take two or three days away and then come back. Right now, as many working parents are facing schools that are closed, daycares that are closed, camps that are closed, that can be much more challenging to do. So for example, you may need to think about a series of conversations in two to three hour chunks rather than a single one to two day stint. I'll talk about this in a minute, but that also comes then to the importance of having a really strong facilitator to connect the dots across those conversations. The third thing then is the planning and the pre-wiring. 
we already talked about the importance of objectives. And then you want everyone to be heard. And with shorter time frames, that may be hard to do. So really think about how do you pre-wire some of these conversations? How do you have some of the background conversations ahead of time? On the day of or the days of, manage the conversation. You really need to think about how do you bring in someone with strong facilitation. If you need to, to find that skill set, go outside of your team or even bring out an out, bring in an outside resource. But you may need to make sure that you have somebody that has a really strong facilitation skill set to help you get the most out of this, this conversation and out of this time together. And then finally, no different than an in-person retreat, be clear about the action items and the follow-up. Well, great, great points. Um, you mentioned how important it is to manage the conversation. Are there best practices to that? Yeah, it's one of the things that I see most frequently is that, let's call it the sponsoring executive, who is the individual who is bringing together the agenda. They're uh, pulling together the team. They're really encouraging people to participate, making sure that uh, calendars get cleared for people to be able to join that that person thinks that they can also be the facilitator. Now, this is not a limitation of skill, but it is truly that the person who is the in that leadership role can't be the same one to facilitate the conversation. It's interesting. I actually saw this in a, a retreat that I facilitated a couple of years ago where the leader of this particular team had originally been planning on leading the retreat. He actually is a very skilled facilitator and was doing some great pre-wiring, talking with a lot of different folks ahead of time. And as he and I started to chat, we were talking about the dialogue and he started to realize that he couldn't play both roles. I ended up joining to facilitate this retreat on their behalf. There was a very interesting point where he stood up to present some information and both of us saw the dynamic in the room change starkly. That we went from people asking questions around the spirit of open dialogue to asking questions looking for an answer because they knew that he was the one in charge. So I think that's the kind of dynamic that you actually want to try to avoid and that you need to have a facilitator who can be impartial. And the reason that it's so important to have that designated facilitator, the skill set somebody who doesn't have if you will skin in the game of what's being discussed is always most helpful often you can find this kind of a person within the organization perhaps from another team and if not it can be well worth it to invest in an outside facilitator to help you get the right kind of outcome a good facilitator will also be able to help you think about what is the right structure how do you plan how do you do some of those pre-wires and then finally, obviously, you want to make sure that you have a scribe. And again, I think even more important when you're on Zoom, where typing or writing while you're on video can be very distracting and very challenging. So what are some of the ways that you have worked with business leaders to help them have successful retreats? Well, I think, Mark, as you know, this is truly one of my favorite things to do. It is, uh, I think I've been known to describe this as the candy in my job, if you will. Uh, I think for me, it starts with really exploring with that sponsoring executive what it is that they want to achieve. Secondly, then, it's understanding a little bit about the culture of the organization, understanding 
how is the dynamic going to play in? What is this group going to be like? Are they going to be opposed to this topic? Do we need to figure out how to get to get them engaged? Are they going to come in bustling with energy? And how do you um, come up with creative approaches that are still consistent with the culture of the organization? There's one organization that I worked with. We were doing a, a fairly major process redesign over a series of three, uh, three retreats. And I actually ended up um, using Legos as a kinesthetic tool to help them really become creative and, and, if you will, think out of the box to break the mold of the way things had always been done. It worked in that organization because it was a culture that was kind of fun and pretty open, so they thought this was great. In another organization, while it was very effective in one, it may not have worked as well somewhere else. So question for you, um, especially with, with the pandemic, the dynamic environment that we have now, I can see how people may have gotten locked in the past to doing things on a, an annual basis. Um, you know, it took a while to get people together. Um, but the question I'd have for you is, doesn't it make sense if you have a kind of environment we had now? Like if I had a planning retreat in November of December of last year, it's kind of uh, at best stale now. Um, and, you know, does it make sense to keep things uh, a little more dynamic, especially using technology maybe to, you know, address the market moves and things like that? What's your thought on that? I think two things. I think, first of all, Mark, it's kind of what you always tell me about dynamic budgeting processes and the benefit of rather than doing an annual budget that almost inevitably by the end of the first quarter is outdated, that there's a real benefit to doing a rolling forecast. I think that is very much true and definitely in this environment. The second thing that I would say is go back to your objectives. Think about what it is that you want to achieve and then design a structure that will help you achieve those objectives. So it may be that you're going to have uh, more regular interactions. It may be that you have a series of more uh, frequent or intense, you know, spread out over just a couple of weeks, you do a number of sessions in rapid rapid succession. And then once a month, you need to have a tune-up. We need to check in again and watch what's happening in the environment, check back in on what we tried and what we planned and is it working. So I think this is one of the ways that organizations can try to be more nimble and make sure that we're keeping everybody on the same page. I think the last thing that I would say on that is that for organizations that came into this pandemic with very strong relationships among the team, they came in with an advantage, no question. But there is something that matters about in-person interaction. And the further that we are getting away from that, the more intentional you as a leader need to be about making sure that there is some kind of a mechanism, some kind of an action to continually strengthen and nurture those relationships among your executive team, among your leadership team. Because it otherwise, we can't just rely on, I'm going to run into you in the office, we're going to chat a little bit, and that those relationships will naturally strengthen. So really be thoughtful about how you're doing that. Well, we like to focus on pragmatic advice and action here. So to summarize, what are two or three actions that business leaders can take now if they are trying to figure out what to do about their upcoming retreat? 
let me focus in on two uh, to make it really easy to remember. I think number one, sit down and write out your objectives. And quite frankly, this can be helpful to even help you decide if there, if you do need to have a retreat or a retreat of some kind of a, a format. Prioritize on those top few. And I think as you write those out, you'll start to identify if this is something that is important and is worth the effort. Number two, assuming the answer is yes, identify a facilitator to help you structure and plan. It is always going to be challenging to keep this on. It's, it is inevitably one of a number of things. So identify that facilitator early who can really help you think about what is a way that I can structure this in the given environment with the constraints that we have to be able to achieve, achieve those objectives that you've set. Well, Stephanie, this has been a great, great topic, very timely, and I think very important advice for people to to sit down and think about ways forward in, in, this, in this environment. Thank you very much. I'm Mark Gaffin. You've been listening to Right in the Middle Market, a podcast about running, growing, and selling your business. We'd love to hear your comments on today's episode or ideas for topics that you'd like to hear in the future. Send me a message at LinkedIn or drop me an email at podcast at gaffingroup.com. Until next time, be well and be focused.